You are listening to your auntie's favorite DJ, DJ Treaty What is going on? It's DJ Tracy Treese, and you are back. Welcome back to What the Pod. You are now listening to episode eight. For those of you that are new to What the Pod, welcome to the show. You can always go back and binge watch our past episodes or binge listen to our past episodes because What the Pod is a podcast that just recommends new podcasts to listen to. Everyone who listens to podcasts is into new podcasts, right? No. You're probably listening to the same ones, and that's trash. So definitely listen to my show and find new ones like our guest today. Today I've got on Jared from the Louder Now podcast. Jared, welcome to What the Pod. How are you? Hey, I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Love, no love, the, love the intro. Good energy. Thank you. Already. Thank you. I just try to get the backstage lit so that we can <laughs> kind of just like turn it up, turn it up, turn it up. I don't have a DJ name. I'm just Jared. You, but, JD. Um, I just maybe. made it right there. You're JD. DJ, JD. Um, in high school, I was Martin Silver Fox was my like like video name for like all the goofy videos I made with my friends, and it was just my middle name and my street name. So oh, you're, oh what's what? In your in street LA, name everybody's everybody's got to got to have a name, you know. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. So, Jared, tell us a little bit about your podcast. Yeah, thank you. Well, well, again, thanks for having me on. It's always just an honor to be able to just, you know, meet new people. And um, yeah, so um, a couple years ago, I started the Louder Now podcast really just out of uh, a, a, a few different reasons. I mean, the, the biggest thing really uh, just wanting to help people with understanding, having a better, uh, having conversations about mental health, mental illness, there's a little bit of a difference between those two things, but it's similar, um, mostly just out of my own personal struggles with bipolar and depression and anxiety um, and suicide and go going through lots of hard things in the last, um, I mean, kind of my whole life, but more specific to like the last 15 years of uh, just lots of doctors and hospitals and lots of ups and downs, lots of pain. And I think I've always been a, a communicator or a talker. I've always liked to write and just, you know, it's really out of my own kind of wanting to learn from myself, trying to just explore these things in like a deeper way. And podcasting is unique because you, you just kind of can do whatever you want, you know, as the host, you can talk about whatever you want to talk about. So uh, I feel like I'm kind of just getting started, even though I've been doing it for a couple of years. So, yeah, that, and you're right. That, yeah. Podcasts are that way. And I love that anybody can start a podcast because everybody's story matters. Um, so I'm so glad that you made a podcast about this. Tell tell me a little bit about like the beginning stages of the podcast um, and or what kind of episodes like you normally have during the podcast? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, um, it's kind of a funny story how it actually started because um, I had been uh, maybe four or five months before I started recording. I was like traveling a lot from my job 
and I was just reflecting a lot, usually in airplanes. And uh, there was a, a suicide that had happened, uh, a pastor that I didn't know personally, but just big church in Chino. This guy died by suicide. It was really, it was like all over the news, really tragic. And that kind of like re-prompted me to start um, doing some more like public speaking with mental health, which was something I had done a couple years like before this is 2018. And uh, and then kind of louder now is like the name that I had kind of come up with because that's what I used on my blog. And then, um, yeah, I was just talking to my roommate about it and he kind of has like all the recording equipment. And one mm -hmm. night he just was like, yeah, let's do your podcast, man. And I, I, I thought he was talking about like being a guest on his podcast because he had like a, a little podcast thing going. And I had like really no experience with with podcasting and I didn't really even listen to podcasts at the time. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, we kind of just pretty rough draft just sort of started. And uh, he kind of helped me do the first like 12 episodes and launch it. And I was really grateful for that. And then. Um, since then, I've kind of just been doing it myself. And then um, more recently in the last like six, six, eight months, uh, it's really become more like a lot of guest people are on the show. So I try to like break it up and do like kind of some solo episodes with myself, just talking about different topics and sharing my own story. And then uh, most of the episodes now are like um, just people from like all walks of life, experts, normal people, teachers, therapists. Um, and a lot of connections have been made through Facebook, actually, through a lot of these podcast groups that are out there. And there's mm -hmm. so uh, that's a little bit about kind of what I do is just try to um, try to just get other people's. It's more interesting to like talk to other people and like hear people's stories and get into it, um, especially with mental health, because um, everybody's different, you know, even though there's a lot of similarities, I think, within like the struggles that you have. Um, so I've learned a lot from just conversations. So. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm glad that you brought up the fact that everybody's different, especially around anxiety, just because I feel like online you brought up the Facebook thing is we, right. we might be looking at profile pictures and all these different things. And we create this kind of social anxiety. Um, so do you think that our present day, like especially with how heavily we use technology, um, has it weighed uh, negatively for you with mental health or has it been the opposite? Or, you know, have you had on a guest on your show that's had talked about that a little bit? Um, yeah, I, that's a really great question. I mean, a little bit of kind of all of the above, I think. I think, um, I think it, 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 if any of us spend too much it's so it's hard with technology because it's so accessible it like any free moment that you have throughout the day what whatever you're doing it's so easy to just be like facebook instagram twitter you know reddit whatever you know um and and obviously too much of that without self-control i guess kind of um i think can naturally just weigh you down because you're also kind of seeing a lot of stuff that's like not completely real, you know, it's like, yeah. it's real people, but you know, it's either really hot girls or, you know, everybody just being kind of like at their, their best, you know? Yeah. So, oh, for uh, sure. And most of it's manufactured. Of course. Yeah. So I think yeah. naturally, I, I think there, there is studies and research on 
the, how technology kind of and these sort of mental health issues are very much connected. I'm not, I'm not an expert, so I don't completely know all the details, but but I do think it can feed loneliness and and anxiety and depression if you're not careful. But then it, it is sort of a double edged sword because then on the other side of it, um, there's lots of people who are who are using it to you know, do a lot of good and kind of encourage people and raise awareness, make people feel like they're not alone. Um, there, there are lots of really good stuff online resources when it comes to, I mean, there's also bad information too. That's also the, the way our world is too, right? There's, there's lots of fake, not fake news, but you know, um, yeah, <laughs> probably yes, but just fake, like not the right information. So you do have to be careful if you're Googling, you know, I'm depressed or I'm suicidal, right? Like, you, yeah, you be careful, you know, what rather hole you go down with all of that stuff. But um, I, I, I do see a lot of people using it for good. Um, and, and that's like my goal, too, is to try to, to not just post random, like stupid stuff, but just <laughs> try to try to um, try to help people with uh, uh, technology, you know. So. Yeah, yeah, and two. I mean, if we weren't on Facebook, we wouldn't have met. We, we yeah, of course, met in a Facebook group. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, too, you also asked, have I had people? Um, a little bit. Um, not as much of a deep dive into that. I sometimes I do forget to ask people, which which now I'll probably do this with future guests of like, hey, how does technology? I had one guy that uh we talked about anxiety a lot, and he wrote like a book about anxiety. And he was like a um, a firefighter in like the forest, like a wildland fi firefighter. Oh my so, goodness, that sounds like, like anxiety. Yeah, and he's this man. It was really, really interesting. The the kind of stuff that we talked about. Um, really great dude. And and uh, so, but we did talk about technology. Kind of had like a chapter in his book about uh, how technology is making us anxious and 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 so yeah that's not really a new idea i mean i it, it's our world is just evolving so quickly with yeah. technology that you know um we it's hard to keep up and especially i think with covid people have had more downtime to like you know that goes both ways too it's yeah like to be sucked like, into the matrix yeah um, you're either like learning yeah. guitar or you're <laughs> just watching movies all day right you TikTok know talking yeah <laughs> so, yeah i definitely get question. that um man that's that's so good because i i purpose I, the reason i asked for that is because i manage my anxiety myself and it's it's really really stressful i have a lot of different like triggers like weather is one of them so basically i just i moved to california because the weather's always sunny like i was str literally stressed out in indiana looking at the doppler like i've studied the doppler <laughs> since i was a kid that's how stressed and deeply rooted my anxiety is so i have to like overcome it constantly to be like oh my god it's gonna rain in la but it's not gonna like be a torrential downpour that's gonna make me drive weird or anything like that you know like you of have to course. just fight those battles yeah weather does impact people my my sister actually lives in seattle and it took her a little while right. to get used to it. it's so pretty for, like right now april through through september but then really like nine months out of the year it's like wet and rainy and i mean it's fun they have kids and it snows and they sled and they ski but it, it really is cloudy and so we we are pretty spoiled here that we don't have as much of the like seasonal effective 
just yeah, things going on yeah. where weather kind of brings us down. And you can still struggle with depression when it's sunny out, too. Oh, right. Sure. You also have to like get out and like try to experience it, even, you know, which we can forget to do that when we live here. I'm like, oh, the ocean's down the street, you know, but I'm just yeah. hanging out at home, you know. So yeah. uh, you got to yeah. go out in people, is what I call it. You know, and I'm a huge extrovert, but I've also realized like for my mental health, I need time to kind of recharge. And I I noticed that from looking inwardly during COVID because, you know, I'm the DJ that's out at the clubs and out at the bars and all of that. So once that was taken away, it was a completely different mindset shift that I really had to get myself up and be like, all right, now what are we doing today? You know, that's Cause you know, all my not all my joy was taken, but I have a a lot of fun playing music for people, and I couldn't do that, and I still can't do that anymore at the capacity that I did before, you know. So it really took a lot of like I, I think this past year for me has been the most rewarding mental health year for me because I really took the time to like read books and dig in and do shadow work and, you know, just be grace be graceful with myself as well and just know that you know you don't feel all right right now. Here are some things that you can do. Um, to swing the mood and or you know really feel this emotion right now but let's move on let's set up a plan to move on so do you have some kind of strategies like that or things that you personally do yeah that's a great question and just um i do yeah and and uh, and i think part of the constant challenge is that you you got to keep working on it like every day there's no like day off from your own brain you know, it's mm-hmm. like you're always thinking and, and, uh, but yeah, a lot of life and especially with mental health is just, is really developing habits. And, and, um, you know, the more you do something, let's say good or bad, you know, the reinforcement of the habit, it just, it obviously, if you're like watching TV five hours a day and you just keep doing that, right, it gets harder to, Maybe Not I should read a book instead or whatever. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I go to therapy um, and I have a lot of people in my life that help me um, kind of hold me accountable to a lot of things to to stay pretty sane and, and healthy. Because um, and, yeah, it's just easy to, it's harder to manage things, um, you know, on your own. Like if you're just kind of trying to do it in isolation. So I used to play hockey when before covid so that's one thing i don't do now that i used to do um hopefully that will change soon but it's been closed because <laughs> it's yeah. hard to like have a bunch of dudes you know run into each other out on the ice and oh and then take off their helmets sweat you know, beat each other up i mean there's professional that you know nhl is going and obviously professional sports it's good because i guess they all get tested and stuff but um but yeah, um, yeah, I have to try to like stay active. I like to try to run and, you know, back to like the beach thing, like go to the beach, go out. I'm going camping this weekend. So that's a coping thing of like forcing myself to just get out and hang out with people. Um, yeah, faith is a huge part of my life. So like going to church and the Bible and all of that and just that, like the faith community and my friends. That's that's a huge part of what keeps me pretty sane too, and that's true for lots of people. You know, whatever you believe, like just go after it. You know, and and you do it with other people. And um, I hope that answers your question a little bit. Yeah, but, that did that perfectly. Yeah, yeah. That's perfectly did. Yeah. Um, 
So uh, you talked about you started off saying that you go to therapy and, you know, you're you have a little village that keeps you accountable and all that. So if there's somebody listening to this podcast and they're kind of mulling over, you know, they feel like something isn't right and they they're really wanting to maybe get started in therapy. Can you talk about like maybe how, um, you know, the moment you decided to go initially, how it was, you know, pretty much, you know, when you started therapy, how beneficial was it for you? And convince them a little to go right now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a great question. Well, um, you know, there's been a lot of resistance, honestly, within myself, um, at least in the history of my, like the last 15 years from 2007, I had, I had my first diagnosis and then uh, I spent about four years being like over medicated and I didn't really do a lot of therapy until, um, I had kind of my third, like real bad breakdown which really came from like getting off a lot of meds. So real long story short, I was like suicidal every day for like eight months. And I had a couple of suicide attempts. This is in 2013. And I was definitely the worst time of life. And then um, I tried to overdose at the end of this like eight month time. And I was in a coma for a few days, should have died. And I didn't. And um, I came out of it, no brain damage, no memory loss. But then I spent five months in the hospital, like two different kind of psych places. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of like uh, when I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to need to do therapy probably for a while. Um, so I didn't say yes to therapy right away. It took like six or seven years. And then even since um, then, because now that's now it's been like eight years, um, I've really only taken it a lot more seriously, I would say, just since like before COVID pretty much. So, um, yeah, a a lot of it is that, um, you know, I think you can read books and you can teach yourself things. I think you can surround yourself with like wisdom, you know, people who are older, who live life. I mean, I think that's important that we have those relationships no matter what, but there's, there's only so much, uh, that I think you're missing out if you like, don't have a professional really sit down with you and like talk through things because um you know the the process of becoming a therapist i mean they're not like they don't know everything right but they you do need to have a professional i think in your life if you're having any kind of consistent um you know symptoms of of these things so it took me a while to kind of get to that point where i was like yeah i think i'm gonna need to um because i i have taken medication or i do take medication and that's just one part of the heal you know that's one part of it but i do recommend that the sooner you can like commit to having a professional help you um it's going to be hard probably for a while because it takes a while to get used to a therapist and it might take a couple of like switching therapists um, but once you get in a groove with someone, uh, I really think there's a lot of like fruit and benefit from that, you know? So, yeah, yeah, that's, that's an awesome story. And, and I'm so happy that you came out on the other side of it with a different perspective and you're willing to show up for yourself every day, you know, because yeah. that's, like you said, you manage it every day. It's something that, you know, past trauma and, and everything, you're just being really present about your mental health. And that is extremely awesome and especially since you're finding passion with the podcast and then trying to multiply and spread that love around 
That's yeah, awesome. for sure. I mean, I, I will say to speak directly to like suicide, that's probably a, a real specific passion of helping people with that. Um, and I'm not the only one. There's so many, so many voices um, recently who, you know, a, a lot of it is because we see celebrities and pastors and leaders fall or not fall, but unfortunately die by suicide. And they're, they're, they're obviously they're not the only ones, right? There's tons of people that we don't even know about. It also affects them too. Um, and uh, yeah, there was a guy at my church who was a friend who who died by suicide in October, just seven months ago. And um, that was really close to home. And I'm just like, ah, I have such a, uh, a heart for that. Um, but yeah, I think once you almost die and then you live, <laughs> whether you believe in God or not, or any higher power, you do get a, a different, it does something to you in the way that you like approach being alive and being human. I think forever, it just, you're never the same after that. So yeah. like, I don't want to waste my life. You know, I don't want to waste the time that I have. Um, because I do believe I was given a second chance and not everybody has my story where some yeah. people just, they don't make it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's so, it feels so good to be sitting here talking to a guy about mental health because I mean, yeah. the stigma in the, in the, in just our community about men and mental health, like, can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, of course. Well, yeah, thanks for saying that. And, um, Part of the podcast too is I, I I have interviewed lots of women, which I I, I love men and women, but yeah. I especially um, and I appreciate women. It's a little easier for women, I think, to just be open and vulnerable about their struggles, um, and I appreciate that about women. But um, but yeah, especially when I have a guy on the show, I'm like, yeah, let's bro down and like let's get into this, you know, and and there's. There's lots of podcasts and people who've influenced me in that area. So, um, yeah, I think it's just we are kind of taught. I think there's a couple of things. I mean, one can just be, um, at least in our kind of generation, we, we don't have the best relationships with our dads. I think the baby boomer generation grew up with a lot of um, not the best relationships with their dads. So our fathers, I mean, I'm 35, so my dad, you know, and like, I didn't have the best relationship with my dad. He yelled a lot. He was very abusive and, and angry. And that really affected me as a, as, as a man, as far as like my identity and feeling like good enough and fearful and all these things. So um, not every guy has that story, but I do think it does go back to like, you know, if I never see my dad cry or like be vulnerable or share his emotions then if i do later on in life um start dealing with depression or anxiety which usually it does hit you later on in life or, or hits you in your early 20s let's say when you you know go to college and run away from home or whatever you know basically so, yeah yeah i think as men where we just we sort of default to not emotions we default to you know, I got to work and I got to provide and I'm, I'm, it's kind of that primal hunter. Just my job is to go kill animals and bring them back to the, to the village 
so we can all eat. (laughs) Yeah. And we just, we default and that's not necessarily bad. I think that's just the design of that's the difference between men and women where um, women are going to be more like, what about how you feel? You know, how is your day and your emotions? And oftentimes guys, we just, we don't really practice that kind of what, Mm -hmm. what maybe we would call now is like emotional intelligence. Yes. Or of a recent kind of influence of like, wait, what about our emotions? And so, yeah, for me, I think having all the struggles I've had has just forced me to be because I think I've always been pretty sensitive person, like as a guy. And I think that's why I like to do like theater when I was a kid and like acting. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I like to like feel these emotions, you know, and um, and that's obviously made things hard when things have been hard because it's like, oh, man, I'm really kind of a feeler. You know, yeah. and that's you have to learn that to to just you know it takes practice to like um, get in touch with that. So um, I, I think we are making progress as a society because people are struggling. So it's forcing us to like have these conversations, but it does need to also continue to be talked about as well. So yeah, for sure. And and you know, parents, stop telling your kids you boys don't cry and get up you you're not hurt and i hear i hear parents say all these little things and yeah exactly it, yeah i mean not good. <laughs> not good at all. my dad you know he i never i've never saw my dad cry and i sat next to him at his mom's funeral and i was shocked i was like dude this is your mom he just sat there and kind of like rubbed his stomach and i'm like wow you know and he unexpectedly passed from a heart condition you know but oh, you got to wow. think about like all of the the grief and just the the hard just the hard life you know hard things that happen in life with no emotional expression i think that our society tells us that emotions are a feminine trait um from a very young age you know right. and and men don't have it in some way when emotions are a human experience and dictated by hormones in our body that none of us can actually control. You know, you have to expect highs and lows is what I tell people, you know, you just got to ride them. Um, But I I don't feel like my, even my guy friends, you know, they, they feel a little bit more transparent with me, but I don't think that, you know, society really gives them the pass of talking about emotions as much. So yeah, that sucks. That sucks so bad. Yeah, well, to to me, I I think, in my opinion, a lot of it is like, kind of your relationship with truth and self awareness. Um, it's like when you're truthful about where you're at, um, you can kind of tap into that. You're like, no, I actually kind of feel sad, and I need to kind of like problem solve this emotion. So back to the therapy point, that is what therapy does help you do, by the mm-hmm. way. So that's another layer on top of what we were just saying earlier, which is that um, only a professional can. Um, and there's probably therapists who aren't super great, but let's just say yeah. you get a good one o- over time, you don't give up and you you keep at it. Um, you can, you can kind of tap into that with a professional of like, Hey, why do you think it is that you can't cry? You know? And um, a lot of things do come down to like trauma, right? Like undealt with trauma that you you carry with you through your life um you know if you don't deal with it it's gonna stay with you and lead i think to to you know maybe making things more hard and complicated um so yeah it's a process it's definitely not easy but it's possible you know it's definitely possible 
Definitely possible. So at the beginning of the conversation, you talked a little bit about like medication. So can you speak a little bit to, you know, to the point of what it was like when you first started for someone who's just, you know, a little bit more reluctant to it? You said it was just one piece. You also do therapy and practice other things. Um, so can you encourage some people who might need to look at some medication to, to maybe be a little open to that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, well, again, ki kind of like the therapy thing, it's been a process because um, uh, I didn't fully accept needing meds. Um, I had been on meds for a couple of months after not sleeping. And then um, my mom was kind of my doctor <laughs> was like, oh, you're getting fat and you look bloated. And so she just kind of weaned me off of the meds. Then I kind of snapped out of it. Then I went on, uh, then I had the, a breakdown happen again, and I had like a whole new doctor a second time around. Everyone was a little bit more like, oh, you might have a problem because this is the second time it's happened. Um, and then I got kind of over-medicated, which can happen to people. Um, and then I got off all of the meds of my own because I was like, I think these meds are making me feel bad. And then that led to like kind of the story I just told of like, the worst year of my life. So yeah. um, I, I, I would say that there's, there's um, I'm not a doctor, but I've been around this stuff for a while. And it's like, I think, um, you know, medicine's never supposed to be, I don't think like permanent or, or even always meant to be like a long-term treatment for people. Um, I think you can benefit from it for a season and a season might mean a couple of years or something. Yeah. So it's not like a death sentence if you get to a place where you're really having a hard time managing, depending on your symptoms, depending on how severe things are, to where medicine's not going to like screw you up. But the challenge is just that there's lots of side effects with medications, and it does take your body a long time to like adapt, and it's not completely perfect. So a doctor really only can kind of try things with you and you have, you're, you're the one that kind of bears the brunt of like feeling it. Right. But yeah. um, I think people uh, shouldn't be, should just try to get as much good information as they can about medications and doctors, but then also recognize too, kind of what, like how, what I had said is it's only, it's one part of the, the puzzle. So um, I would encourage people to just get as much help as you can. And if you need beds for a little while, then just do it, you know, and yeah. the worst thing that happens to you is you just might need to like get off of them, you know, so. Yeah. So can't hurt. You should try or at least consult some medical professionals and see the help that you need. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's kind of like the therapist thing. Like, yes, there's probably lots of psychiatrists who might not be the best doctors in terms of um, uh, uh, most of the time they're not going to get super into like, what are you thinking about and what's going on with your life? You know, their job is kind of just to 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 really focus on the medication and th the therapist and the psychologist. And th that's the, that's why you kind of got to do both at the same time. Um, yeah, because uh, if that makes sense, like the, the psychiatrist is really going to be like, let's try this and, you know, make sure that, you know, you're doing okay on that. Um, so it's, yeah. it takes a little bit of patience for sure.
Awesome. Awesome. So Jared, tell us your favorite episode of your podcast. Oh, wow. That's a good, that's a good question. Um, let's see. Well, okay. Maybe I have, maybe you can do two. I'll give you two. Wow. This is a good question. I've never even thought about this. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. So what, maybe my favorite episode was, uh, I actually, an episode I did about a year ago. Um, I can't remember which number it is, but, um, I think it's called like seven years later. Um, it was basically every May, May 7th, 2013 was when I almost died. So I did, a like a, a, a reflection episode on that moment and that time and, you know, almost dying, ending up in a coma, going to the hospital, you know, five months later. Uh, so that was a really special episode. I feel like every May, it's also like mental health awareness month too mm-hmm. in May. In, if, uh, you know, there's, there's always something going on every month. Right. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so yeah, that was really special. And then, um, I just did an episode with, um, one of my friends through NAMI national Alliance of mental illness, um, and James Curtis. And, uh, he's just been like a great friend for seven or eight years. And we've done a lot of like presentations together in schools and we've kind of teamed up a lot. And, uh, yeah, it was just like a really good conversation just about his journey and depression. And uh, I, I felt like it was one of the best interviews, but I've done a lot of good. I feel like everyone's been pretty good. So, but that's like my favorite one. So your favorite, favorite one. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're coming up on the end of time here and I want, uh, the last question I always ask, maybe always ask, but it somehow gets there. Um, give us like a 30 second, 45 second or minute, whatever of why they should listen to your podcast or any information that you want to give the audience that, um, they haven't gotten so far. For sure. Well, I, I, I'm definitely not the only one talking about mental health, but, um, you know, um, one of the things I do feel like I kind of specialize in is, uh, talking about like faith and mental health of like growing up in church and kind of like, you know, um, there's a lot of good things I do believe about the Bible and church, but there's also a lot of unhealthy things and not so great things that you can kind of learn. Um, especially if that's all you've known your whole life. So I do try to kind of merge those two subjects together. So it's not just the broadness of like depression and bipolar and anxiety and, and masculinity and what to do with those things, but also, um, yeah, I try to tackle like kind of these faith issues that kind of have attached themselves also to the mental illness conversation. Um, and in a lot of ways, it's made it a little bit more confusing for a lot of people. It's like more confusing when you try to involve God into that conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I don't know if it's supposed to be that way. I thought God's supposed to have the answer here, you know, instead of what what lots of people can find themselves really struggling a lot with their own faith because they have a mental illness at the same time. It's like those things don't exist they can't exist together so um if you want to go on that journey and you want to get more about that that's that's really what i'm trying to do the most of but i don't limit it to that where 
I do want to talk to people who don't think the way I think, you know, because yeah. there's no way to learn if you're only like, I'm only talking to the people who, who, you know, think the way believe I what think, I believe. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because just everybody's unique and, and different. And I believe everybody is special and, 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 uh, is, has something to offer to the conversation, you know, because that's like more like, coming from it from a place of love right of like mm -hmm. respecting everybody who who is alive right because we all struggle so yeah that that is that is so awesome jared thank you so much for coming on the show yeah. tell everybody who's listening and not watching us where they can find you on social media yeah so facebook jared deal d-i-e-h-l uh louder now pot the louder now podcast is a facebook page um, louder now mh on instagram jared deal on instagram uh let's see twitter i think is louder now mh um jareddeal.com is like my blog uh i have like a pod page website but i don't really promote that because it's not that great so um <laughs> but yeah if you want to um you know reach out to me through any of that you can email me louder now 88 at gmail.com and yeah the podcast is uh amazon google spotify uh apple uh my apple podcast has like the old logo i need to fix that but um you know anywhere that you get the podcast those are kind of the four main places so awesome thank you good, yeah. so much jared for joining <laughs> me no thank problem thanks for having me i really appreciate it thank you so much anytime thanks for coming on and talking about some mental health Folks, that has been episode eight, EP8 of What the Pod. Thank you for listening. If you want the links to anything that Jared said today or um, What the Pod, everything is in the description on whatever you're watching. Hit the like button, the follow button, the subscribe button, the bell, whatever is so that you can continue to get my content. And remember, folks, I've got merch. Look at this awesome What the Pod mask that I have which we all should still be wearing, Indiana. Yes, I'm shaming you for that mask mandate being left open. Please go support the podcast on Patreon or DJTreesyTrees.tv. This has been What the Pod. Thank you for listening.